Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited, more excited than this Wazoo mascot riding around on a razor with an American flag flying in the back. If that ain't true American patriotism, I don't know what is. We are going to review, or we are going to preview the BYU versus East Carolina game that is happening tonight. Make sure you're listening to the episode. Now, also make sure that you are following us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, where you will find a lot of fun content. It's a ton of fun. Make sure you're sharing it with your friends, too. Our goal is to reach 200 followers by the end of the season. Make sure you're checking out the Weekend Watch Guide. It will be live by the time you listen to this episode. So go to RoyalStrongAndTrue.com, where you will be able to find them, and you'll be able to see what games to watch, when to watch them, where to watch them, and the relevance each game has to BYU. It's a beautiful tool built by Jared. This weekend, it is a Halloween special. All of the games are Halloween special for somebody or someone else. Love it. It's just tease, tease. That's called a tease. Let's get to it, buddy. Let's boo. Yeah! Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! Yes! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! Let's go wild. Let's man. go, baby. Let's go. And welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast, the best podcast on the airwaves, on your phone, out there, period. And guess what? It is the start of a new BYU football week, which means we are the best team in the country again. So this is the best podcast of the best team until we are proven otherwise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I got some news for everyone. Okay. Uh, just in case you haven't noticed, it's freaking cold outside. It is. Um, I'm wearing like a, sh- a shirt. It's got a sweatshirt over it. It's got a jacket over the sweatshirt, and I'm wearing a hat because I'm just cold as balls out here. It is not good. It is uh, it, it's tragic, but uh, hey, that's okay. It, it, it is okay, right? We knew this was coming, Yep. and it would have been okay if we had been gradually like acclimatized. I don't know if that's the right word. Sure. Yeah. Acclimated. That's the right word. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it acclimatized, just... Acclimatized. Acclimatized. Yes. Yes, that one. Uh, it just it happened so fast. It was like 80 degrees last week, and now it's 35 degrees. I woke up this morning, opened my door at 6 in the morning to leave for work. It was snowing. <laughs> it was snowing. I had to scrape what? I had to scrape ice off of my car and my wife's car at like 6.30 in the morning in the freezing cold. It was not good. Yeah, that's not okay. Not okay, Mother Nature. Gosh dang, it's colder than BYU's defense out here. <laughs> oh, in, they, let's calm down a little bit. Um, not that cold. Not that cold. Not that cold. Okay. Um, anyway, it is Friday, so if you're listening to this, it is game day, baby. Woohoo! We got another weekday game, uh, East Carolina coming to town. But before we jump into that preview, let's do a little housing. Yeah, that's the Okay. Oh! <laughs> okay, just a quick little update. We are currently watching, as you know, we filmed this the day before it is released. It is Thursday, and we are watching Wazoo take on Utah. We just watched Utah's kicker hilariously <laughs> miss a field goal on the opening drive. Cam Rising for some 
weird reason is not playing. Uh, let's just say we hope that Cam Rising um, doesn't play for the rest of the season. Yes, let, let's, just, let's just leave it at that. We're, we're going to leave it at that. We're not going to say anything. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think we got some news about football though, right, Jared? Uh, we do have some news about football. Now, if you are a football fan, as we are, yep. though the NFL is not as good as college, it is still football. Yeah. And, and it's a lesser football, but it's football. But it's still football. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like it's like when you have an apple and you have a honey crisp, which is amazing, uh-huh. and then there's like the yellow delicious out there. Yeah. It is still an apple, even sure. though it's not as good. Sure. So that is the NFL to college. Anyway, we're yeah. getting back to the topic. Um, midweek action starts next week. Woo-hoo! That means we got mat games on Tuesdays through Fridays. It is amazing. And we start a 27, almost a month, day stretch in which there are either NFL or college football games on every single day. Say goodbye to your girlfriends. Say goodbye to your wives. They're going to be mad at you for the next 27 days as you watch college football at the times that are most inconvenient for them. But... That doesn't matter because it's time for football, and we all know our first love is first and foremost football. Yes, and especially now that BYU football is, you gotta go to other sources of football for your comforting and entertainment. Katie, if you're listening to this, I love you more than football. But uh, same thing, Kinley. Football, football, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, if you count proper football, oh, proper football, kind which. We'll, we'll wait to do a proper football update until Dan gets back with us. It's noticeably absent. We miss you, Dan. Yes, if you haven't noticed already. Mm. Um, but if you count proper football, uh, we'll have football almost every single day until past New Year's. At which point we will have college football bowl season, and at which point college basketball will actually start getting watchable. It will be a sport, officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Officially. So uh, we are in a good stretch, as, mm-hmm. as it were, right now. Speaking of college basketball, we do have one thing we're, we're going to throw in. I, I know. I know. You're screaming at us. Yep. You're yelling. You're throwing your, your toaster out your car window. <laughs> I get it. We said that college basketball does not exist until college football season is over. But, counterpoint, there was no college football on yesterday. So, we had the chance, or I guess I didn't, Jared had the chance, to watch the blue versus white scrimmage for Brigham Young University. Now, let me be clear. I would just like to get this out there before all of you come tweeting at me saying that I need to go to confession and see mm-hmm. my bishop and everything. Yep. I only watched a little bit of it. I okay. did not watch the whole thing. I did not have the sound on. Okay. That's a that's point. Good. Yeah. So that's a point. That's very good. I was doing other things, but it was on in the background and I checked the box score after the game. Mm. Uh, just to give us a little preview of BOU's basketball team that will start playing actual basketball in about two and a half months. Yeah. Well, yeah. Roughly. Basketball that will follow. I guess their their season starts. When does their season even start? Like next week, I think. Oh my goodness, next week. It looks like their first game is November 7th. Oh my goodness gracious. Yes. So uh, anyway, here's your little preview. Uh, Rudy Williams, transfer from <coughs> uh, Kansas State. Also played at Kansas State. Yeah. Yes. Um, Let's call it that. He is a floor general. He is a point guard. Alex Barcelo was not a point guard. He was a shooting guard that played point guard. Yes. Rudy Williams is an actual point guard. Tejan Lucas-esque, perhaps? Yes, I would say even like a step above. Good. Um, but, again, this blue-white game. Take everything with a grain of non-iodized salt, just the rock salt yeah, that you put on your mm-hmm. on your porch in the winter, which yeah. is now. Well, um, take this one with some pink Himalayan salt. Ooh. Apparently, uh, 
I, I did look at some of the highlights after because they were put onto my Twitter feed. They were forced down your throat. Yes, by the BYU basketball program. Classic media. Rudy Williams is not only a floor general, but he is also pretty good at creating his own shot. Uh, he is. He has a great handle. He sees the floor very, very well. I'm actually kind of excited to see him play. Our, our basketball team, no idea what they're going to be, but Rudy Williams I think is going to be exciting. On and off the court because he has a great personality. He is one of those guys... Um, Kind of like Puka Nakua almost, but I'd say even more like just funny and silly. Kind of like Samson Nakua was off the field. Uh, Doing interviews with the players. He stole Spencer Linton's mic and started doing post-game interviews. Mm. Uh, Very very fun guy. Is he basketball's Jamal Williams? Ooh, maybe. Interesting. Maybe. Food for thought. Food for thought. Mm. That's your two cents. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Uh, Next, Noah Waterman. Super, 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 super tall guy from yep. Detroit Mercy. He is a shooter. Mind you, he's like seven foot. Uh, he is the shooter that we all thought Matt Harms was going to be. Ah. Knock on wood because this is what we said about Matt Harms. But Noah Waterman is actually a shooter. He shoots really, really well on his career. Like I can't remember, like 39%, 40% from three. Somewhere around there. So very, very good. But don't expect him to be in the post with Fusa Natiki, our only big men. And Fusa and Atiki look like they have improved a lot, uh, especially Atiki. Atiki was very raw last year. When he got in, all he did was punch people, which we appreciate. <laughs> we, we love, love that. Yes. Atiki, keep punching people. Apparently don't don't stop. Had, apparently, he had nine fouls in the blue-white scrimmage as well, which is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Love Go it. Go Atiki. He hit a three-pointer. Yo! He hit a three-pointer, and okay. I walk past the annex every single day as I go to a... Go from uh, work to school. Yeah. I see him practicing mid-range shots. Yo. So he might actually develop a shot. Foos is looking good. Foos has always looked good, but he's just going to keep and keep improving. They're going to be our only post-presence this year, it looks like, and they're not going to be do- like as dominant as a Yoli Childs or as a, um, I don't know, what other dominant big man? Eric Mika. Eric Mika. Or, or like an Eric Mika or something like that. This year we are going to have to live or die by the three which is music to every BYU fan's ears. You know you love to hear that. It's just... That's back BYU to the good old days, days, baby. <laughs> Cameron Ward freaking sucks, bro. Anyway, yeah. just took a 10-yard sack on third and two midfield. Anyway, yeah. could have run for it, but he decided not to. Anyway, um, yeah. So, we love to shoot the three. We're going to live and die by it. Awful block by the running back. We definitely died by it in the blue-white game. Combined, <laughs> 14 of 53. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> You're going to have off games. True. You will never have on games if you don't have the off games. So you got to get them out of the way early, right? Get them out of the way in these weird preseason scrimmages uh, so that you don't have to have those games during the regular season. Exactly. You've heard of regression to the mean. Yes. That means our first couple games are going to be progression Ooh. to the mean. Okay. We are going to be making 60% of our shots because we only made 20% in the blue-white scrimmage. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's <laughs> that's pretty bad. Um, this is this is what I'm going to say about our basketball team. Okay. We look like the team that would absolutely scare the patootalies out of a three or four seed in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. If we played in like the CUSA or like the MAAC – we would win the league, mm-hmm. and then we would be the team that could definitely go on a run if we got hot in the NCAA tournament. However, we play in the WCC with the number one team in the nation in the conference, so we are not going to get an automatic bid, which means we are not going to make the tournament. And we play with a literal devil. Um, True. Randy Bennett. Randy Bennett. Maybe we should mention Randy Bennett more because that the episode we did with Randy Bennett in the title 
is still by far our most listened to episode. So shout out to all the people listening to that one. Uh, I do think we have a shot at the tournament. Okay. I think we'll be. I don't know. I was really down on us this year, but yeah. after it looks like this team is having fun. Yes, which is something true. they were Very not true. having last year. Last year, it kind of looked like the culture was broken. Teams that have fun play well. Teams that have fun bounce back from mistakes and from errors and all that. Which we did not do in the second half of last season. Exactly. So I think we'll be a bubble team all year. Will we actually make it? I don't know. But we're going to have those exact same discussions where we're on the bubble with a bunch <laughs> of other teams that are clearly better than us. Yes. But we're going to be saying the same old live or die by the three. It's a more exciting brand of basketball. It'll bring in more viewership. So they got to let us in. What if we get hot? Dude, I miss those discussions. I think we're going to have them again. Uh, we, I, I'm excited about this team. Not because we're going to win a lot of games. Because I literally have no idea what we are going to be. Nope. We're probably going to beat some teams that we shouldn't beat. We're probably going to lose some games that we shouldn't lose. And we're probably going to have a bunch of really close games this year decided by... A technical foul by a tiki throwing a punch <laughs> with somebody. I don't know. If we lose because of that, I'm okay with it. I will I will eat that L for breakfast. I will eat it. I'll do it. Guess what our first five games are. Oh, let's hear it, actually. So we open no up idea. versus Idaho State at home. Awesome. So okay. that's not going to tell us a lot. But then we go play at San Diego State. Tough, tough game. That will tell us a lot. Then we play versus Missouri State at home and Nickel Ooh. State at home. Okay. So Missouri State was like a decent team last we year. We can win both those games. And then... We face off versus USC. L. But we get USC at home. At home? At home. Wow. Yeah, so we have three straight home games and then Westminster after that. So after the first six games of this season, I feel like we're not going to know anything about this team because we play a bunch of bad teams and a bunch of good teams (laughs) that we relatively play well against sometimes. And even if we do, that doesn't mean we're good. That just means we had some, we had, you know, the home environment really helping us out at the beginning of the season. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Jared and I are both hypothesizing as if we know a single dang thing about this team, and we do not. And guess what? It doesn't even matter until football season is over. Anyway, though you could maybe argue that BYU's football season is already over. (laughs) Let's talk about a different football season, then. Let's talk about Tennessee, who dropped some new uniforms today that might have made me have impure thoughts. (laughs) They are gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Tennessee, obviously, orange is their color. They went all black, glossy black helmet with the orange tee, striking orange. orange. Like, yes, it's like pumpkin on fire orange. Yes. It is absolutely gorgeous. So I must ask you, would you take the Tennessee blackout versus the BYU blackout? Who are you taking? All day, Tennessee. I was the first to say that I was kind of disappointed by BYU's blackouts. The helmets were great. I love the helmets. Right, right. But they just went with the same old thing with the jersey and the pants. They could have custom designed it. They could have done something a lot cooler. They didn't. Tennessee is bringing out something that just looks incredible. It pops. In my opinion, if BYU wanted to match this, they would have to do a blackout, but with all royal numbers instead of the white numbers. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. That is what makes this Tennessee uniform so good. I think the BYU helmet is better yeah. because it's got that cool like fade to black, which looks so good. I agree. I agree. But this is what makes Tennessee's uniforms so good. There is no other color except for black and orange. There is nothing. There is no white. There are no white borders. It is There is no design on the uniform. It is all black with orange T, orange SEC logo, orange swoosh, orange number. That is it. There's no stripes. There's no nothing. And then on the helmet, they just have the one orange stripe and the orange T-logo is on a glossy black helmet. I, This uniform, I think, 
maybe the best blackout uniform in all of college football. Would you agree? It's the best one I've seen. That's for sure. I do, yeah, I can't name a better one. Nope, I definitely cannot. Uh, any uh, some other thoughts about uniforms? A lot of teams are doing like uh, different uniforms this week. We're watching Washington State with the cool Wazoo logo yeah. on the helmet. I, I think we can both agree we like that. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yep, it's a great. Uh, and then Michigan State. Did you see their whiteouts that they're doing? I did not. Let me Google that right now. Uh, Maybe so we need some filler content, Jared. <laughs> so Michigan State going to play Michigan in the Big House this week. Obviously, one of the best rivalries in college football. Michigan State never usually uh, deserves a shot in this game, but somehow always has one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're going love with that these punt thing. Twenty fifteen. And the ball is free. He will score. <laughs> I love Sean McDonough. That's one of the one of the best calls in college football history. Anyway, are you seeing these uniforms now? Uh, apparently, there's an ad. I have to wait for four more seconds. This is a video <laughs> on Michigan State's SI, and it looks like this is just another like this is just two guys talking. So I don't know if okay. maybe I'm gonna see this. So uh, I'm gonna keep looking. We need some more filler content. All right, uh, Michigan State, I think, <laughs> has some of the better uniforms in college football just because they have the white and the green, and I think a forest dark green with a white, especially when they go all green with a white helmet matte, I think it looks really, really good. Um, they also have those gold ones that they do where it's kind of like the gold with the Sparty logo. I see the gold one is the one that's popping up for me right now. I don't know. like Here, I got this. I got this for you right here. All right, let's see. Let's see. Yep. So it's white. All white, oh. just crisp white face mask, white helmet. I love that. It's just white and green. People need to stop outlining things. Yes. So just stop it. And Stop outlining things and just go with the colors. And there's no other design on the jersey except for the name and the number. That's it. That's what it's got to be. And then the helmet is beautiful. It's like a matte white um, with glossy white face mask, which I think really, really pops. I love that they just do the green outline of the Spartan helmet, too. Yes. They don't slap a big green sticker on there to take away from the white. Exactly. They make sure you know it's the Spartans, but it's still the white out. The white out is the central theme. Yep. Like, love if it. BYU on their white helmets, instead of putting a, an oval Y logo on there with the fill-in with the blue, pinstripe, you know, or just lightly stroke the outline of the Y. I think that would look really cool. A light blue outline. Anyway, that's uh, probably enough talk about uniforms. Uh, maybe not because we'll get to them later. <laughs> we'll still get some more uniform talk because right now we get to talk about the BYU football game that is occurring hoy dia, Friday, Friday, October 28th. Hopefully you're listening to this before the game. If you're listening to it after the game, shout out to you for being a trooper and listening after the fact. We yes. love you. If you don't want to listen, that's okay. Just make sure you hit download. That's what really matters the most. <laughs> BYU is facing off against Eastern Carolina. The kickoff is at 6.05 Mountain Time. We are a three-point favorite versus the Pirates, who are (laughs) 5-3 to our 4-4. Let's talk about this game. (laughs) Can you just say that again? What was the line? We are three-point home favorites versus Eastern Carolina. (laughs) Um, I'm just saying there's some easy money to be made out there right now. There's some easy money out there. Um, yeah. Uh, the money line is plus 135, if you were wondering. For ECU. For ECU. Oh. So uh, you might want to consider that. Um, anyway, very interesting game. The metrics actually have a there, – there's a kind of a spread on the predictions for this game uh, coming from Bill Connolly, FPI. 
for example, FBI has us 55.6% chance to win. Very close, right? Uh-huh. Spread, us minus three. Uh, team rankings has us by two and a half, three. Whereas Bill Connolly's SP plus numbers actually have East Carolina by three. Mm-hmm. So I, I think basically what this boils down to is it's going to be a pick em. There, there will not be a situation in which BYU wins but does not cover. We'll either lose or win the game. Yeah, no, this is going to be a weird one. The good thing is, is that we are playing a home game at night. So that is very good. But let me tell you this. The last time we lost a home game at night that kicked later than 6 p.m. was also a game that was not on a Saturday. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but our last home loss at night was versus Utah in 2019. Uh, yes. The, yes. Versus Utah. At home, at home. In correct. Tw- yes. yes. The, our last home night loss was versus Utah in 2019 on a Thursday. Granted, that is not a Friday. Friday does qualify as the weekend, so maybe we escape the curse there. But that is something to keep your eye on. Weekdays, or I guess non-Saturdays, may be cursed. Now, uh, I have some of these numbers for you. I was crunching the numbers earlier to go along with what you were saying. Uh, After that, in the 2020 season, since then, BYU's 20-0 in night games. Like you said, the last home loss was... Versus Utah in 2019. Yes. Year after that, we have never lost, correct? Uh, Friday night games in the Kalani era. Seven and three on Friday nights. Okay, that's not uh, awful, but you know, it's not it's what you decent. Wanna see. It is better than ECU, who is five and eleven all time on Friday nights. So they do not have a fantastic Friday night record, if you will say. Okay. That's so, that's fair. If anybody, if any of you care about this, there you go. Well, their record against us all time, we should discuss as well. We have played against Eastern Carolina two times in our illustrious football history. That obviously begins when Lavelle Edwards became head coach. Before that, <laughs> we do not recognize. We met in 2015 in Provo when we beat them 45-38. to That was in the Bronco Mendenhall era. True. We have played them once during the Kalani Satake era, bringing the total up to two. In 2017, when we traveled to Greenville and took a very disappointing 33-17 loss. Yeepers. And that was not a good game. East Carolina that year was not good, and that was one of the worst worst losses many people consider in the Kalani Satake era. I'm just going to say I am glad that I was on my mission for 2017. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I remember hearing a lot about BYU uh, before the season 2017, and I was like, psyched. Didn't hear a word until like 2018. Um, anyway, fun little note about that. Mm. The last time we played East Carolina at home, which was our only victory, right? Yes. We were wearing this exact same uniform combo. That's good to know. That is, hey, that's good juju, right? That is a good nugget and a good segue right into the uniform matchup. Ooh. So... The uniform matchup in question for BYU. White, royal, white. Yes. White helmets, royal jerseys, mm-hmm. white pants. This mm-hmm. is the same uniform combo we wore last year against Utah and beat them. Uh, so there's some good juju surrounding this uniform combo, at least recently. This is one of my favorite home uni combos. It's just clean. It's nice. It's classic. It's, it's classic. royal. We're not mixing in any dumb navy. We're not mixing in any random stuff. I do think that this is a wonderful uniform. But we are going up against East Carolina, who also has a classic uniform that they rely on. And it looks 
pretty clean. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. They have a black helmet with the pirate logo, big pirate logo, white jersey, white pants. Yeah. Uh, it's a great Halloween uniform, right? Yeah. The black, white, white. Oh, touchdown! Touchdown, Washington State! Let's go, baby! Let's go! Dijon Stribbling! Down with the scoops! All right, there we go. All right. Um, How disrespectful of ESPN, or sorry, Fox Sports 1, to not use the Wazoo logo there. And oh, instead my they gosh. use the Cougar. Can you believe that? Come on! They did this whole special thing that was... Oh! Oh! Jordan just tripped and fell. fell! What a loser! He fell on his ha! face! Ha! I'm so glad I'm not a Utah fan. That's a good representation of the Pac-12 in general. <laughs> Klyovkov running around saying, we're going to equal the SEC in Big Ten someday. And then literally like six months from now, the Pac-12 probably won't even exist. So that's cool. What a stupid statement. Klyovkov might be one of the – like obviously he's got to say it. Like, I'll, right, I'll, right. I'll give him that. He's for – yeah. But you could also just not say that. You could say <laughs> nothing at all. You could just – not say that. Like, yep. <laughs> like Ed Lamb, who in the donor meeting said that you expect to win the Big 12 next year. You could have, you gotta say that. Yes. But you could have also not said but that. But you don't have to say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, back to East Carolina's jerseys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great Halloween weekend uniform, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, usually teams will go in like one of two directions, right? You either go blackout or you go whiteout of some sort, right? Yep. The ghost theme or, like, the darkness theme. And yeah. I love this ghost look with the black helmet. Sinister. It'll look great on TV against these Royals. Um, I, great uniform matchup all around. Shout out to Max Tooley, who posed kind of like a zombie in all his photos. And he's like, got, like, the head tilted and everything. <laughs> Max Tooley, we love you when you're blitzing up the A-gap. Yes. And and I'm, I don't have to say what I was about to say. But if I said it, I would have to say that. But I'm not going to say it because I choose not to. Let's get to the scouting report. <laughs> so let's talk about East Carolina. We know the uniform matchup now. Now let's talk about their offense because this is an offensively-minded team, as East Carolina normally is. They have a relatively balanced offense, but they lean toward the pass more times than not. They average 38 passes per game versus their 33.5 rushes per game. A difference of 4.5 plays per game is kind of negligible. It depends on game situations, but they run the ball and pass the ball both well. Yes, they are top 20 in passes attempted per game, completion percentage, pass yards a game, and quarterback sack percentage, mm. which is very bad for BYU because we're probably in the bottom 30 in defensive sack percentage. No, we're probably in the bottom two. <laughs> probably, And probably not number two. And probably not number two. Um, yeah, this team loves to pass the ball. Uh, it's literally our defense's worst nightmare. Yeah. Okay, They are not a team that is going to force the ball downfield, but rather um, they're going to hit the underneath routes. They're going to move the ball down the field as if their pass game was a sort of run game. They're just going for chunk yards. Uh, Absolute nightmare for our defense. Right? That is literally what our defense is built to give up, Yep, which does not bode well. Now, may things change with Kalani. Kalani uh, has said... Multiple times that he wants to play more man, that in the Liberty game they got beat a couple times, but you just got to man up and play man defense. So I expect maybe a little bit more emphasis on the man uh, defensive scheme this game. I, I, I hope, I believe that we have the guys to cover this sort of defense, but I don't, I don't know. We'll, we're going to have to see. Now that you're mentioning it, let's go on a quick little tangent here. Okay, tangent. You're saying that 
Kalani said, and Aaron Roderick has also said this multiple times, that guys got to man up. Yes. Guys got to do their job. Ilyasa Tuiaki apparently offered to resign the Tuesday after the Arkansas game. Allegedly. 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 And it was kind of probably a friendly move, like, hey, we're friends. You're getting a ton of heat because of me. Like, let me, you know, alleviate some of that. Probably friendly. We don't know the whole situation. Reality of the situation is Kalani did not let him resign. He is working with the defensive line. And which is, you know, kind of what he was like always doing yeah. when they had good defensive lines at Oregon State, when they had good defensive lines at Utah, he was working with the defensive line. And, and it's understandable, right? Like Kalani said it, you need all hands on deck. Like yeah. it doesn't help to fire him mid season. No, I get why he would take over the job, right? To do yeah. a better job, but you don't want to just go man down, right? Mm-hmm. You want to keep him around in some aspect. Sorry, I went on a tangent on my tangent, but we're going back to the first tangent. We're done with the second tangent. We're going on the first tangent. Now, this is the third tangent about me talking about tangents. Now, we're going back to the first tangent. Okay. On the first tangent, do you think that guys will man up? Kalani is saying, we need to see who's with this team. We need to see who isn't going to give up. Do you think there are players on this team that have given up? Yes, and we saw it in the Liberty game. Now, I think that might change. Okay. Pukunakua... And uh, Kalani addressed the team in the locker room after the Liberty game. Um, source says, okay. Source is or source? I, source. I have one source. source. I have one source. Source. Uh, and the source is close to the program. Okay. And this is what he says. So this is alleged. Okay. Alleged. Uh, if you trust my source, great. Good for you. Good. I don't know if I trust him, but I have reason to trust him. Anyway. He's a source. That was a tangent of another tangent of a tangent. We went to the tangent of the tangent of the tangent. Now we're going back to the tangent. It was a tangent of the tangent. Now we're going to the tangent. It was a tangent of the tangent of the tangent of the tangent. Back to the first tangent. This, yes. Your question. Okay. Said in the locker room, you need to man up and get on board or GTFO. And they didn't say GTFO. Get the frick out. Yes. They apparently, it was said, dang, I hate Utah's tight ends, bro. You know, that's going to be down Holker next year. Frick you. Maybe he saw something that we all didn't. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was said, and I don't know if it was by Kalani or Puka, but they said, either get on board or get out. We don't want you. So, I think players are going to take that responsibility on themselves. I think they are going to man up. Whether or not that makes a difference, we will see. But I think this team is kind of backed into a corner now, right? Yeah. This is probably the most winnable of our last four games, or last three FBS games. Yeah. Um, I think this team is going to come ready to play, and I think that's what the the winner will be the team that is more emotionally prepared and comes to play emotionally in that sense. No, I completely agree with that. All right, so now that we're off the tangent, we have guys on the team that want to play. <laughs> Let's talk about East Carolina's offense again. They have a quarterback. They do have a quarterback. They do have a quarterback. His name is Holton Allers. Cool. Kind of a kind of interesting name. Interesting name. Allers is a legitimately good quarterback. Yes. He has compare he has numbers that are comparable to Jaron Hall, but in a larger sample size. Yes. Because he throws the ball many more times a game than Jaron Hall does. <laughs> he completes seventy percent of his passes for eleven point seven yards per completion. That's not per pass, it's per completion. That's, that's still a lot. That's better than Jaron Hall. Mm-hmm. On the year, he has 18 touchdowns and five interceptions. Okay. Respectable ratio. Better than Jaron Hall. He also runs the ball six times per game and has about th- and has three rushing touchdowns on the year. So he's maybe not a rushing threat down to down, but it seems like in the red zone, 
he's the kind of guy that would pull it on his own read and walk into the end zone. He knows when to pull. Yeah. Uh, I I like him. I think he's a great quarterback. This offense just it worries me a lot. Their their run game is kind of like ours. Like statistically not terrible, but it's pretty bad. Right. Yeah. Um here's something that also scares me very, very, very much. Uh BYU in the last let, let, let's start with the season. Okay. 122nd in third down defense. Incredible. 122nd. Incredible. Um, that's 48%. But in the last three, we are dead last in the FBS, giving up almost 70% on third downs. Yep. That is worst in the country by seven percentage points. Yep. That's horrid. It's awful. Come to ECU. They are ninth nationally in third down conversion rate. 52% total, 55% in their last three, which is top 10 nationally. I <laughs> I just don't know how we're going to get off the field. It's going to take, like we said, people manning up and just wanting it more if we want to get off the field because if not, if we, if we just play our defense and they play their offense, it's going to be a long, long night. Absolutely. And they do, while the running game does struggle, they do have one back in particular. That's a dude. He's a dude. And that's Keaton Mitchell. So along with a quarterback, they also have a running back. Wow. They Keaton Mitchell averages 6.8 yards per carry and has scored eight touchdowns on the year. <laughs> it's not in a small sample size either. He runs the ball consistently, and there are three different running backs this year for Eastern Carolina that have a rush of 40-plus yards. Oh, boy. So what you're saying is that their offense matches up very well against our defense. What I'm saying is, though statistically it may not seem, with their total running yards per game statistic, that they are a top running offense in the nation, those numbers are more than anything <laughs> skewed by the amount of times they throw the ball per game. Yes, uh, and also very scary. Yep. Halloween special, baby. That's a little uh, preview of the Weekend Watch Guide, Halloween edition. Huh. <laughs> Let's move on to the other side of the ball. Defense. Um, BYU's offense versus East Carolina's defense. Yep. Um, they have a pretty bad pass defense. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. That is definitely their weakness. Their run defense is slightly above average. Not Nothing to like sniff at, but nothing to catch your eye. Yep. Um, this is bad news for BYU is that they bow up heavily in the red zone. Yes, they do. Now, BYU isn't a terrible red zone team, no. but they are a bad red zone team. 86 nationally. That's bottom half by 20 or so teams. Um... East Carolina, 17th nationally in allowing red zone scores. And a lot of those are field goals. Yeah. So, I mean, to kind of shore up that point, they allow 400 yards per game almost, 392.9. Yeah. But only 23.1 points per game. Exactly. Exactly. That is bad news for BYU fans. Yep. We, we have struggled on offense the entire field, much less the red zone. And then when we get into the red zone, if it comes to a fourth down, who's to say that we're going to kick a field goal, right? I, I don't trust our field goal game. We no, haven't no. the entire month of October. We haven't kicked a single field goal, not even attempted one. I, this now worries it's me. Colder outside? Now, it's colder outside? <laughs> yeah. This this worries me. I Looking at the stats, like, and maybe it's just because we're drawn to the stats in which BYU is less favored and the ECU has a leg up. But it does seem like ECU's strengths line up very well with our weaknesses all across the board. Yeah, but as we were saying, those weaknesses are a result of guys having given up. Uh, hopefully, we can get that together. 
I think talent-wise, we do outmatch this ECU team, though Definitely. we are down a few players. Most notable, most noticeably for me, Cody Epps. Yes. Who has not been announced that he's out for any significant amount of time. But I will say, there was a play in that game, the previous game, where it looked like he very well may have broke his wrist. It was nasty. It was like he bent his hand back, but instead of bending at the wrist, it was like four inches above his wrist. Yep. It looked nasty. It did not look good. Also out for this game, Chris Brooks. Yep. Now, Chris Brooks, as we've seen, is no Tyler Algier. He's not like an amazing running back. But he's, when he gets on his horse, he's good. Yes, when he like in the Utah State game towards yeah. the end, he was playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. And he's our main ball carrier this year by a lot of carries. And and let's be honest, Lopini Katoa and Miles Davis just barely back from injury. Yep. How much do we trust our running game in this one? I don't know. Katoa coming back from a concussion too. So all it takes is him hitting his head the wrong way on the ground and he could be out again. Yep. Miles Davis was out with an undisclosed injury. I'm not sure exactly what was going on with him. But hopefully it is not something that made him fragile. Yes. Uh, so we might be seeing a, a lot more of Ma- Mason Fakahua, I think is his last name. And we got uh, Hinkley Wapati, who noticeably came in for came into the Notre Dame game for one snap, fumbled the football, and was taken out and has not seen the field since. Of course. So we have a short leash with Hinkley Wapati, but Jaron Hall goes 14 of 906 against Liberty. No yank there. Interesting. Well, let's talk about one weakness that Eastern Carolina does have, and that is on their special teams. East Carolina has missed more uh, extra points than anyone else in the FBS. They have including BYU, including BYU. You can believe it. They have missed five extra points. Now, I will say, however, Owen Daffer, who is responsible for all of those miss, sorry, yes, sir, sorry, sorry, Owen Daffer, who was responsible for all five of those missed kicks has been benched in favor of Andrew Conrad, that was two games ago, who is since 8 of 8, 4 extra points, and 3 of 4 from field goal, all 20 to 29 yards. So he can't kick it far, but he is a lot more accurate and has not missed a single extra point since he has become the starter. That is bad news because our backup is even worse than our starter, and Somehow. neither of them can kick it between the uprights. Incredible. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, that worries me because I do think this is going to be a close game, and I think it's going to come down. Yeah, maybe everyone, if you're listening to this episode, go find our kicking competition video on Instagram and tag BYU football in it. Tag BYU football as many times as you possibly can on that reel. Maybe not in the first one because in that one we do miss some extra points. But in the second one where Dan and I are just cashing in from 30, 35, 40 yards. Unreal. Please tag them so they can see it and sign us immediately. Boo! Utah scored a touchdown. Screw Utah. Uh, there's definitely uh, some... Some penalties on that drive that were questionable and come on Wazoo, dude, what are you doing? The guy had his head like staring at the ground when he was tackling. Come on, man. We hate Utah. We hate Utah. Um. Anyway, uh, just to wrap it up, I have one question for you. Uh, is this a must-win game for BYU? Is bowl eligibility on the line? And if so, it would a loss here guarantee missing a bowl game? Here's my thoughts on this. If you're asking me if just for bowl eligibility, yes, it's of course it's a must-win game because if we don't win this game, that means we need to either beat Boise State or Stanford. Both on the road. Both on the road. If you ask me if this is a must-win game in general, heck the frick, yeah. We are going into the <laughs> Big 12 
our expectation now isn't to compete with G5 teams. It's to play in and compete in a Power 5 conference. In that conference, we should be able to easily take care of G5 teams like East Carolina. Okay, East Carolina is a frisky team. I hope we don't schedule them a ton in the future. <laughs> but we need to win this game just as a statement of, look, we are not a G5 team. We are here to play, and we are here to play hard. If we lose to East Carolina, I I will swallow. No, I, I don't want to say that, actually. I was going to say I'll, I'll swallow a five-pound dumbbell, but it actually might be likely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will write, I love East Carolina in Sharpie on my forearm. And I'll keep it there for All a week. A week. All week. Yes. Until the Boise State game. Yep. Boise City game. Boise City. Uh, I have one million percent agree with you. This is definitely a must-win game. We are not going to beat Boise on the blue turf, especially the way they're playing. And we're not going to go beat Stanford in, in our last game of the season. Like, if you lose this game, and then you're going to lose the Boise State game, COC. There's no way that we can just pull it together in a bye week and win two games to finish out the season. Like, I, I think, though this game may be just as winnable as a Stanford game, if you lose this game you're not going to beat Stanford. Like the mo- morale will just be way too low. Like this is our one moment that is rallying around the flag in the foxholes, getting everybody together, slapping cheeks around. This is when we come out and we play like just a Demogorgon backed into the corner. Okay. Mm. Just feisty, ready to rip some Russian prison guards head off. Um, this is a must win. Big picture, even more than a bowl game, like you said, if we lose this game, we go into the Big 12 as the new Kansas. Yep. We will be worse than West Virginia, worse than Kansas, worse than Houston even, and the year they're having. This will cement us as like, it'll take 10 years and a lot of luck to get back to where we want to be. But if we win this game, there's a little bit of hope moving forward into the Big 12 with Kalani, right? Like... I don't want to say Kalani's job is on the line. No, but not, not this year. Maybe not this year, but this game will say a lot about Kalani, how he can rally the troops. I this is a, absolutely a must-win game for me. This is gonna be that's a weird situation. Not now that we're talking about Kalani Sitake. Let it be known that we love Kalani. We do. We think he's a great coach. We think he's a great fit for this program. I think he's a great guy. We were questioning him as a coach in 2019. Yes. We saw what happened in 2017? We saw what happened in 2018. <coughs> 2019 also was kind of shaky. I mean, we went seven and six or yeah. six and seven, and then 2020 came and was both his and Zach Wilson's savior. Yes, we played Murray High School and Payson High School <laughs> 20 different times and let got ourselves to an 11 and one season. Mm-hmm. Our one loss versus G5 team. Yes. Okay. And then 2021 comes along. We beat up on a Pac-12. That had been decimated by COVID nineteen, and let's be honest, we even overperformed in that respect. Like, yes, like we beat a lot of teams where turnover luck and just the momentum of the game. Like, we probably weren't as good as our record said. Cameron, did I go on this rant, this rant last episode? Because I won't go on it this episode if I went on it last episode. I go on this rant quite frequently. <laughs> I'll go on it again. Just do it. The Pac-12 in 2021 was decimated by COVID-19. In 2020, they only got to play two or three games depending on the team. And even then, they were playing other teams that were incomplete or had their had half their teams out. They couldn't even practice for half of 2020. Even in the 2021, they could not practice. Or for a lift lot of weights. Or like lift weights. Nothing. They couldn't do anything. They lost a full year of football. When we played them in 2021, 
It was basically like playing a bunch, like, like if all 11 their guys were fresh off their missions. <laughs> Some of these kids that we played in 2021 as well, in 2020, didn't get to play their senior year of high school football if they were coming <laughs> from the Pacific Northwest or California, which wow. is absolutely insane. We took advantage of that. This year, things are back to the mean. We are struggling again. Mm-hmm. So if this is your measuring stick year, okay, if Kalani does terribly this year, at what point do you have to say, okay, maybe we have to move on? Because next year, when we go to the Big 12, there will be an adjustment period. And we will oh, yeah. be bad for a couple years, no matter who is our coach. Yep. So then how do you make that decision as to whether or not Kalani is performing as well as he should? Is it recruiting rankings? Is it morale of the team? Is it loving and learning? How do you make that decision? I don't know. But I think as you agree, like there's no way he gets fired after this season. No. Right? I think he gets a pass. No way. Um, and he shouldn't be after this season. No, and, and I agree. But like you said, going into the Big 12, like we've seen a lot of teams do it. Fire their head coach before joining a new conference or you know, going into a change of conference, conference realignment. Um, and, and we are going to suck for at least three to five years. And I don't know when the leash gets start to pull. You know, like Maybe you give him a recruiting cycle, like three or four years. I don't, I don't know. It's just worrying to me. Because say BYU had uh, in 2020, say we had a we would have had like a Pac-12 situation, we wouldn't been able to play football. We don't have that year. Zach Wilson doesn't go second in the draft. Mm-hmm. How are we looking at Kalani now? Kalani might be on the hot seat? Question mark. Maybe. I'm just saying. And 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 to his credit, you do have to count 2020 and 2021. Yeah, because, you have to because they did happen. He played with what was presented him. He did not choose that. Right. We're we're not going to discount that. And he did a fantastic job at it. Yes. I'm just saying it is a little worrisome that we are seeing we are seeming as if we are the same as 2019 BYU. Now, I hope that it's not just we have to have a bunch of luck and get a generational talent and play a weak schedule in order to have these 10 win seasons. And then once we don't have that generational talent, then we go back to uh, oh, is he in bounds? Illegal touching? Maybe. Uh, illegal touching. I think. Dang it. But I don't know. I'm just saying. Keep your eye on on how this shapes up and how Kalani fares in this. Uh, one thing I will say about Kalani, I love backed into a corner and pissed off Kalani. As do I. Much better than ten win season love and learn Kalani. Mm-hmm. I and I don't know if if that's a if it's a mindset thing or if he's always been this way and we just haven't seen it. I don't know, but I do like. Yeah, he was definitely out. He got pushed out, but he didn't reestablish before catching the ball. Oh. And so that's still yeah. You have to re you have to reestablish if you're pushed even out. If, even if you're pushed out, if you're yeah. pushed out, you have to reestablish yourself in bounds. If you're not pushed out, you can't even then you, be then you can't. Touch it. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're done. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we're watching the uh, <laughs> uh, the Washington State game. Anyway, enough about Kalani. We spent 45 minutes talking about BYU. Uh, if you're getting close to game time, you can stop listening to the episode and listen to the rest of this on Saturday morning uh, because now we are going to preview college football week nine. As a whole, this is going to be a great weekend. This is going to be an awesome weekend, and I cannot wait to get to it. Shall we just straight, get straight to the tipsy 10? Um, actually, before we get in, I have a question to ask you. Because we thought we were going to go to the college football preview. But psych, we're not. we got to hear about your run-through in NCAA football. I haven't played mine yet. I'm going to play it later tonight. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Justin, give us a rundown. Bad news bears. Oh, no! Uh... So, granted, this was me playing, and I'm only using the coach's selections. And the first okay. one that comes up, I will play it again using my own plays. 
Okay. And I will post it on the Instagram story so everyone knows. But I only used Aaron Roderick and Kalani Sitake's place. Oh, okay? no. Bad news. <laughs> uh, the game was okay. Things were going well. We intercepted the ball, I think, two or three times. Okay. Which was okay. cool. Uh, we were up 28-21. We, we went up 28-21 with uh, about mm, four, 50 seconds left in the game. 450? Sorry, 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 sorry. We were up 28-20. We were up 28-14, and they scored with 50 seconds left. Oh, boy. Wait, no, I'm all kinds of dumb. I'm all kinds of mixed up. Okay, <laughs> scratch that. This scratch is what the situation wee, was. Wee, wee. They scored. Okay. To make it 28-28 with 50 seconds left. Oh, so it's tied with 50 seconds. Got it. Tied got with it, got 50 it. seconds left. And so I you're have getting the ball. the ball. Yes. Yep. They call... A four, like, you know, four verts. Four verts, right? You, As in, A-Rod a is giving you the play call. Yes, yes. You're right? trying to get into field goal range. Of course. Okay. Which, in the game, is real. Jaron Hall drops back, gets rushed, rolls out, attempts to throw the ball away, but oh, for no. some reason does not get the full forward motion, and fumbles the football. East Carolina then recovers it and kicks the game-winning field goal. No! And we lose 31-28. No! The scary thing about that is that that's so lifelike. So 31 to 28, right? Yes. Bill Connolly's SP Plus projection was 31 to 28. <laughs> it's insane. Okay. No. But that's not going to happen because I'm going to play it again and I'm going to call my own dang plays. Yes. We're going to blitz every damn play and we're <laughs> going to run four verts, slants, read option, and ISO every single play. You blitz all night. Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. Now let's actually go to college football week nine. Um, not a lot of like big, big, big time games that are supposed to be close. We do have big time games. We've got Ohio State, Penn State. Absolute travesty that is on 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Yeah, screw you, uh, big noon kickoff, whatever the frick you are. How the heck is this not a 7.30 Eastern, wide out, under the lights, ABC primetime matchup? Bullcrap. Bullcrap. Anyway, we also have like... Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky. Kentucky's overrated. Yeah, Tennessee's gonna blow them out. Um, we got Florida, Georgia, which it's a rivalry, but Georgia's favored by 22 and a half. Oh my gosh. Screw oh, Washington no. State. So their own guy hits the returner, bounces off of the leg, Utah recovers it. Dude, what are they even looking at, dude? I don't know. That's disgusting, though. What is Lampkin doing? With a last name like that, you shouldn't be anywhere near the punt returner. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, there but are yeah. plenty of sicko mode games this week, which we do appreciate. Which I, honestly, I like more than some of the big primetime games sometimes. Let's be honest. They're more exciting. Mm -hmm. They're more interesting. They're mm -hmm. closer. Mm -hmm. I, all, that's all I'm going to say. So we're going to get tipsy, but before we do, we are going to do a quick little review of the picks. The fans are currently have the best... Percentage, percentage record, record though they have a mickey mouse schedule as they have not played as many games as we have <laughs> and they have tied on many a game they have a weaker strength of schedule is what you're saying exactly amongst us three jared is in last place at 50 and 37 a 57 and a half percent win rate <laughs> dan and i are now tied at Ooh. 52 and 35 with a 60 percent win rate okay i said it was a rebuilding week three weeks ago when i went three and seven yep since then i have won Two weeks in a row, the rebuild, I think, is rounding in the form, but I don't want to jinx myself. You have gained four games back yes. from those that you lost. You've gained them all back four and more. Four games back. Yeah. So you're you're tied with Dan. I'm two uh, two games behind, so I'm kind of like right there. 
It's been a rough. Uh, it's it was a rough week last week. I'm not gonna lie. I went five and five. I did a lot of research on these games. I think that's just showing me I need to just stick to my principles, Jared. Mm-hmm. So that is exactly what I'm doing this game. I have done absolutely zero research and will go com- purely off of gut decision. Barely even looked at these games. Uh, let's just hop into it, shall we? Let's hop into it. Um, first game, Utah-Washington State. Let's sound stupid on the air tomorrow. Who you got? Washington State by a million. Yes! Okay, moving on. To our actual Wait, how about you? What? How we do? How about you? Oh, oh no, definitely. Okay. okay. I, there's no way in hell's ground brown bottoms oh. that I will ever choose Utah to win a football game. Never. Not mm. even if they're playing Michigan. That's fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I was just thinking about brown bottoms in hell. Oh. You know, like. No, never mind. That's never probably mind. like one of those Greek punishments, right? Is that just like you're crapping yourself always, but you can't change your diaper or something. I think the real punishment is that, okay, and if you are squeamish or you do not like potty talk, you're going to want to turn off this part of the podcast and hit skip 15 seconds twice, or if you have that skip 30 seconds, hit that once, okay? Okay. I imagine it's that for the rest of your life, you have a hairy butthole, right? Oh, no. And you poop, but it's messy poops every time, right? And you wipe, but you can't get everything off because some of it gets caught in your hair, okay? And then you get sweaty. Oh and no! It kind of it kind of smells, but like it's also just there, like chafing you. And you have just but you just have like crack rash the rest of your yep. existence. You got the crusties, yep. and they just crack rash the rest of your life. Ay ay ay! Okay, almost perfect timing. Perfect timing. All right, here we See. go. You just skipped all of that. Good for you because yes. that was explicit content. If you didn't, on our last. Instagram post comment around <laughs> bottom. But only if you listen. Only if you and listen. And you can't go back and listen now. Nope, you can't. Nope. It's, it's one time offer. Forbidden. Uh let's actually get to Tipsy Ten. Let's do it. This has been the episode of Tangents. Um <laughs> speaking of tangents, we got Notre Dame playing at number sixteen Syracuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great transition. That's there. Jared's Jared's back at it with his transition. <laughs> um Syracuse coming off that horrible loss. To Clemson, where Clemson just paid the refs off. Oh, you got to pick that, bro. They just paid the refs off and got the dub at home. Syracuse definitely deserved to win that game. Fans going with Syracuse, 70% of them, fairly one-sided. Dan also going with the Qs. For me, I hate Notre Dame. And we are at a point in which our strength of schedule means absolutely Jack Schneidy Mm -hmm. to BYU. So give me Syracuse. All right. That's very interesting. Uh... I regret to inform you that I also am on Syracuse. No. I have been on Syracuse this entire year. He has been. From the very beginning, I said that Bob was doing something special and that Syracuse was good. They should have beat Clemson, but like I said, it was an, like Jared said, it was an absolute ref show. Mickey Mouse. I'm going with Syracuse, which makes it a clean sweep because Dan as well chose Syracuse. That does not bode well, but I do think that Bob and Notre Dame suckiness can overcome the curse. And let's be honest, they play in a dome. Right? Yep. They play indoors. So, 10 a.m. kickoff, indoors. That's got, like, championship game feel to it, yeah. right? Like, like Big 10, Big 12, or Big 12 championship game vibes. Syracuse is the way to go. Syracuse by a million. Then we move on. Also at 10 a.m. on Fox Sports 1, we have Oklahoma, who was a one-and-a-half-point road favorite at Iowa State. Dan is going with Iowa State in this one, but the fans disagree. 86% of them choose an Oklahoma. Jared, who do you got in this one? That's really interesting uh, that they're going 86% on Oklahoma. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call one on the fans. I'm gonna throw a challenge flag. 
that's just name recognition. You don't actually think Oklahoma's going to win that game because I don't think Oklahoma's going to win this game. It pains me because I hate Iowa State because of what they did in keeping BYU out of the Big 12 back in 2014. But I am picking the Cyclones. And let's be honest. If the Boomer Schooner can't even stay upright in normal wind uh, situations, uh, climates, how is it supposed to stay upright in a freaking tornado cyclone thing? Give me the Hawkeyes. I yeah. mean the Cyclones. Honestly, that's fair. Wrong um, yeah, wrong Iowa. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the fans on this one. I do think Oklahoma is going to win this game. Oh. Oklahoma has struggled lately. Uh, Big time. But I do think that they are going to bounce back. This is going to be a... Once again, progression to the mean kind okay. of game for Oklahoma. I do think they are light years ahead of Iowa State. I hate Iowa State as a program. I hate Matt Campbell for some inexplicable reason. Whenever I see his <laughs> face, I want to throw a 20-pound dumbbell through a third-story window. So give me Oklahoma. Uh, it's a good thing we are on, in a basement right now because yes. I would not like to have you throw it. There is a 20-pound dumbbell in the room, but unfortunately this is not a third-story window. So thus... You're not going to throw it out the window? Yes. Okay, maybe a little less exciting for our listeners, but better for my parents in which basement we are recording. Yes. It's awesome. That's classic just podcaster line. In our parents' basement. <laughs> God dang. All right, uh, so we do not have a clean sweep, 50-50 split on that one. That's how you fill a gap, dang it. <laughs> look, uh, at this. Look, look how he Oh, does baby! It. And he just doesn't let him gain another yard. He laid the wood, wrapped up. Look at that. That's amazing. Forcing a field goal? Are they going to kick a field goal? They're going to kick a field goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, next up, we got Miami at Virginia. This is a Power 5 sicko mode game. Absolutely disgusting matchup. Horrific matchup. Miami, two-point favorites at Virginia. If you are a disgusting human being, you can watch this. 10.30 a.m. on ESPN3. Um, <laughs> fans going Miami, 56%. Dan going Miami, 56% probably. Um, I just, this is gross, dude. Yeah, this is a gross game. I, I'm going to go Miami just because Virginia is so bad. I think Virginia is going to lose this game. Miami won't win it, but technically they will be the winners of the game. So give me the original you. Okay, I see that. Um, I'm going to go with Virginia in this game though. Okay. Uh, I do think Tony Elliott uh, will be able to pull something out of his hat. This Miami team is bad. They, they are, are very struggling. Bad. Tyler Van Dyke is playing like an absolute awful, dumb butt, idiot, brown bottom <laughs> chafer. But isn't he supposed to be one of the top three quarterbacks chosen in this draft? Yeah, him and Will Levis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I do think Miami will struggle in this game. I think Virginia will be able to do something, anything at all, to force Miami into some tough situations. I just don't – I just hate Miami. Yeah, hey, that's res- that's respectable. And let's be and honest. I don't hate Virginia. Miami just lost to Duke, which is a basketball school. Now playing Virginia, a basketball school. I remember my number one take now. Miami will lose this game just because they got the number one cornerback in the nation, Cormani McLean, to sign with them today. Shout out to their NIL boosters who probably got that done. Definitely got that done. Because they signed a five-star athlete, I think they are going to lose even more games. Wait a second. We have a targeting review. Bullcrap. On a kick, kick on a punt. No, what are they? No, is it because were, he lowered his head? Because he lowered his helmet on that tackle, which is absolute nonsense. Okay, so this he, is this is not targeting. He does lower he, his helmet. Okay, that meets the rules of targeting, but that's a yellow card, right? That's absolutely a yellow card. And honestly, I don't even think that should be a penalty. 
He's just lowering his head so that he can get his shoulder around, and he hits him in the face mask. And that's they're gonna call I, it targeting, and it's gonna be absolute nonsense. That checks the boxes of targeting, but I think if you're playing the way that we want the game to be played with yellow and red cards for targeting, right? You get two yellows, you're out. Or if you get a red, you're out because it's vicious and malicious. That's a yellow, right? That's just, hey, don't I do just, that one again. I just saw the defensive coordinator say that's some effing bullshit. <laughs> I, I saw his mouth say the words, so I think they're going to call it targeting. Hey, uh, we agree with him. And he's walking to the sideline. Okay, that's that's so stupid. And now this guy doesn't get to play the rest of the night. Like, that's, Honestly, that's ridiculous. Targeting is the worst rule in all of college football. I don't care. How many of you sissies come at me in the in the DMs and say, "Oh, but we're protecting the players." I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Frick it, I don't even care." <laughs> Honestly, I do care. I do want the players to be safe, but you can't just like, I don't know. There's, There's got to be a yellow card and a red there card. There are certain hits that you want to take out of the game. Right. That hit was not one of. That them. That is not one of them. That is not one of those hits. Hundred percent agree. All right. Back to the tipsy ten. What are we even on? Okay, Oklahoma State <laughs> at Kansas State. Kansas State is a one-and-a-half point home favorite versus the Cowboys. 1.30 p.m. on Fox is where you will find this game. The fans, 84% of them, chose Oklahoma State. Dan differs going with Kansas State. Who do you Ooh. got, Jared? This is a very interesting game. I'm very excited for this game. Oklahoma State, obviously number nine in the country. Kansas State, number 22. Yep, they call it targeting. That is so sad for that guy. I... I feel for that man. Absolute nonsense. <sighs> Somebody just has a poster of a phone that says ref miss call. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, this is a tough game. Uh, there's obviously some quarterback questions um, for Kansas State. We don't know if Adrian Martinez is going to be playing or the backup. Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders, also uh, questionable. He's injured, but they're still playing him. Uh, because he can play through it, um, but he's not at 100%. Oklahoma State coming off a big win. Kansas State coming off a big loss. This is a toss-up for me, 100%. And so I'm going to go with Guy Mundy. Excuse me, Mike Gundy. And uh, the Oklahoma State pokes purely for this one reason. I won nine national championships with them in NCAA 14. Great uniforms, great stadium name, even though they're playing in the little Manhattan. Give me Oklahoma State. That's fair. I had a dynasty with Kansas State. Ooh! On mine. So, I'm going to have to choose Kansas State in this. Actually, psych! Whoa! It's not written down yet. We haven't typed it in the, yeah. into the graphic. Here's the thing. I feel like I have an obligation to choose Kansas State. I also feel like I have an obligation to rant by the fact that the refs put 28 seconds back on the clock. How? In this game. Anyway, sorry. Um, I feel like I should choose Kansas State, but I do think that Oklahoma State is simply the better team. I think Kansas State has profited off of playing bad teams. I think they're good. Right. I just don't think they're on Oklahoma State's level quite yet. Give me OK State in this one. Yeah, I think Oklahoma State and TCU are the class of the Big 12. Kansas State is in that second tier, but they're just not on the first tier. I even agree. though they're very good. I agree. Moving on. Um, Cincy at UCF. Oh, by the way, the fans had Oklahoma State um, down in Kansas. I don't know if we already said that, but... Um, anyway, moving on. Cincy at UCF. We thought this was going to be an absolute juggernaut battle. And freaking Utah scores. That should be a tie game. Washington State 7, Utah State 7, ref 7. Yep. That, that's what the score is right now. Uh-huh. Baloney. I hate Utah. I hate them. Okay. 
Uh, we thought this battle between Cincy and UCF was going to be juggernauts. We thought the winner would go to the AAC championship game. We have no idea now. Cincy's ranked, but it's really just because they went to the playoff last year, probably. Yep. They really haven't done anything to deserve are, their ranking. What are they, 6-1, and 7-1? One? Only one loss. I'm not sure how many games it they played. was to Arkansas. Uh, but they haven't, again, their only good team they played, they lost to. Uh, UCF obviously has lost two more uh, bad teams. Um, this is being played at the bounce house, though it is a day game. I'm going to go to UCF purely because it is at a place called the Bounce House. UCF going with their blackout Halloween uniforms had a dope uh, reveal video that was shot at Universal Studios. Um, Dan is going with Cincy. Fans going with Cincy, 78%. Justin, how are you going in this one? I agree with you. I'm going with UCF on this one. I do think that they got blown out horribly last game. Uh, they they kind of choked and really gave up the game. Um I do think they'll bounce back. Yeah. I think Gus Malzahn is gritty. I think he teaches his team to be gritty. I think they will bounce back. Yeah, and so let's be it. honest. Their uh, quarterback, who's just basically a glorified running back, yep. that sometimes throws the ball, Yep. much, much better at home yep. when he can play in front of the home fans. Moving on, we have the best game of the weekend. New Mexico State going to UMass. Pillow fight of the week of the century of the decade of the millennium. Um, not necessarily in that order. New Mexico State, two-point favorites over UMass. Fans, 56% with New Mexico State. Uh, Dan. Sicko mode. This is a sicko mode game, baby. <laughs> Be ready for the picks. It's going to get wild. Yeah, Dan, I love his pick here. Uh, he types in NMSU question mark uh, crying laughing emoji. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I think I'm with him. Uh, I'm going to do a coin toss. Uh, I love I love doing this. Siri never works on air for me, um, so we're gonna do it anyway. Uh, hey Siri, again nothing. Nothing. Stupid. Nothing. Flip a coin. Tails is gonna be UMass. It's tails. We're going with UMass. Terrible pick, Siri, but I'm going to be responsible for her sins. I'm going New Mexico State on this one. I do think they are the better, worst team. Got you. They're the better bad team. It took me a second, but I connected the dots. I get it now. All right, cool. Hey, look at that. They threw a screen pass to the long side of the field. Oh. <laughs> anyway, next up at 5 p.m. on the NFL Network. What? <laughs> we have the Dirty Mullets who are traveling to take on Marshall, who is a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Dan has chosen Marshall to win this game. The fans, 58% of them, Sinned and chose Coastal Carolina. That's sickening. Jared, do I even need to ask who you chose? You do not. We are Marshall. Never seen the movie, but I'm going with Marshall. What? No, I yeah, I haven't seen it. You better watch that dang movie, Jared. Is it, is it good? It's a good movie. Okay, I'll watch it. It's got some good actors in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, the guy in Marvel that plays uh, what what's the, what's the name? The, the Falcon? Uh, Anthony Mackie. Yes, he's mm -hmm. in it. Oh cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll watch it then. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's no way in hell's brown bottoms that I would ever, ever, ever choose Coastal Carolina to even participate in a football game. <laughs> I chose Marshall to win the Sun Belt at the beginning of the year. I'm going to keep that. Give me Marshall. Screw Coastal. Screw the fans, too. Uh, but thank you, fans, for uh, letting yeah. us avoid the sweep. Yeah, yes, we do appreciate that. Next up, we have a disgusting, disgusting, horrific sicko mode matchup. Ole Miss playing Texas A&M at Texas A&M. Ole Miss a one and a half point favorite coming off of that absolutely horrific game 
against LSU. They go into the coldest house of Texas A&M to play the... I don't even know what to call them. They're like... I, I, they're, they're a cult, right? I don't know what you call cultists. They're, they're Max Johnson. Max Johnson? Okay. That's what they are. They're yeah. QB. Yeah, let's call them Max Johnson. I don't, I don't even know who's going to play quarterback for them because they're Neither all injured. But anyway. Uh, both of these teams suck. I hate both of them. I hate Ole Miss because they're overrated. And thus, Texas A&M, who might win the game, is going to be ranked if they beat Ole Miss. I guarantee you that. Guaranteed, you can bet a lot of money on that. A lot of Cheez-Its. Give me Ole Miss, though, along with the fans. And Dan, Powder Blues, never going against them. See, I really want to choose Ole Miss in this game because I do think Ole Miss is going to win. But just as a matter of principle, because I have a friend who is a Texas A&M fan who is traveling to the stadium to watch the game from Utah this weekend. I do have to support him and say that Texas A&M will win this football game. Though, if I were not in support of this individual, I would absolutely pick Ole Miss by a million. Jimbo Fisher really said that it's good that they don't win football (laughs) games because recruits see that they can go and play somewhere right away. So, uh, yeah, he needs to be fired. Yeah. Hey, you're a good friend. You're a great friend. I appreciate that. At 5.30 p.m. on ESPN2, we have Texas Tech, who is a two-and-a-half-point home favorite versus Baylor. Dan has chosen Baylor to win this game, as well as the fans, 75% of whom chose Baylor. Dan? You're not Dan. Jared? (laughs) Who do you have in this game? This is the butt bowl. The butt bowl. BU versus TT. Mm -hmm. If you do not like potty humor, do not watch this game, because there will be an incredible amount of... Of butt jokes going around. Butt jokes. I absolutely love this game purely for this reason. Because it's the bubble. Um, bubble. But I think Texas Tech is going to win this game. Okay. I feel obligated to pick Baylor because okay. we've beaten them. Okay. Right? And we need them to look good. Yeah. But our strength of schedule means absolutely diddly squat at this point. True. So give me Texas Tech. I'm going to Red Raiders. Um, Lubbock. It's hilarious. Sounds like buttock, and this is the game of the butt. Uh, give me Texas Tech. Give me Texas Tech as well in this game, just because I think Blake Shapin might suck. <laughs> Good reason, and I, I think it might be right, honestly. He did not play well last week. And and we kind of like asked this question almost after the BYU game, right? We're yeah. like, did you guys think Blake Shapin was very good? And we all kind of said, meh. Yeah, I don't think he's very good either. And Baylor also lost to West Virginia on the road. Mm-hmm. Who's to say they can beat Texas they, Tech? They lost to freaking JT Daniels. Yeah, that that says it all right there. That's bad. All right, moving on to the last game, the most important game. You're probably listening to this after the game, so you can just laugh at us at how stupid we are. ECU at BYU. This is the Ecobu game. Uh, kid, that doesn't really work. Uh, East Carolina at BYU. BYU is somehow a three-point favorite. Uh, 6 p.m. Friday, ESPN2. Dan, BYU by default only, he says in parentheses, 38 to 37. Pretty high scoring. One-point difference. ECU missed a lot of PATs. Maybe they do it again. Uh, Justin, who are you going with in this game and why? Also by default, I'm going with BYU. (laughs) If I were a betting man, I likely would not put my money on BYU. But as a fan, as a podcaster in, in one of our parents' basements, I must say that we 
I believe that BYU will win this game 41-27. to Now that will not be two field goals made. That will be an extra point missed that gets us to 41 points. But I do think we will win this football game. I think our offense will wake up. I think our defense will look... We'll be on life support, so it's not going to be dead. But it will be there. It'll be... It'll exist. So we'll only give up 27 points. Only. Uh, yeah, that's my pick. Okay. Um, I also, by principle, must choose BYU. Of course. I will be laying my father's residence on ECU to cover the spread and money line. Split it right down the middle. Good luck, Kevin. Um, yes, good luck to him. Um, <laughs> good thing betting is not legal in Utah. Um <laughs> BYU. It, it isn't if you, uh, you know, tell the sports book you're in Colorado. Give me Cheez-Its only, everyone. Cheez-Its only. one 800 games. Speaking of, we need that Cheez-It necklace. That was the most glorious thing I've ever seen. The Cheez-It necklace. Okay. It's like awarded to the CFB fan who's feeling the cheesiest. <laughs> That's us! That is us! The cheesiest! Uh, I am going, I'm going cheesing on this one. BYU in a shootout. 54 to 53. Don't ask me how we get to that point what? total. I have no idea. This is a get-right game. What? The defense won't even take the field on any possessions, but the offense is going to score, go for two, every time. Don't know how many times we'll get it. However many times we'll get us 254. So we're going. We're scoring seven times, going for two every time, getting it every time except for once. Sure. Sweet. Let's do it. Let's do it. No kick. I don't want to see a kicker. Okay? Run Blake Freeland out there to do an onside kick every single time. Yes! Anyway, uh, yeah. Purely principle, but I do think this is going to be a get-right game. This game is going to come down to one thing. BYU, whether they've got the cojones or not. If they have the cojones, we will win the game. We can pull our heads out of our Schneiders and play football with a pulse we can win this game. Like you said earlier, we out-talent them. Don't out-scheme them. But we out-talent them. Um, it's at home. It's a Friday night. It's a night game. Uh, Kalani's backed up against a wall. We have to win this game. We have to. And I think we will. Now let's move on to the fans. Justin, we have some news. Break the news for us. Uh, this is going to be hard on a lot of our listeners. We had a record low in the fan vote. Not in engagement. That might have been a record high. Yes. But in votes for BYU, we had a record low. Only 70% of the fans chose BYU. Notably, the BYU players that follow us chose BYU. So, shout out to them. They're if it bottom. wasn't for them, the percentage would have been lower. <laughs> so, Maybe 69%. Somewhere around there. 70% of the fans chose BYU. Now, for the 30% of you that didn't, we must call you out. We are obligated to. There's 13 defectives Yikes! that we must call out. So, how about we just go every other and yep. say one mean thing about them? Uh, okay, you, you, you start us off. Asher Robinson, uh, your first name is Ash. Ash Wednesday. Uh, you look like you have dirt on your forehead in every picture. Okay, I... Didn't get that reference, but uh, moving on. Uh, that you're not there's, there's not enough of a Catholic presence in Utah for you to get that one. Okay, yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, Ash sorry. Wednesday Catholic practice on the Wednesday sometime during Hol Holy Week or during the Resurrection. I'm not sure, but they literally put an ash cross on their forehead. It's a religious practice, kind of oh. cool, but yeah, I did not know that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, all mom, res all the respect in the world. Uh, mom, Jenny, call. I am saddened by this, but I love you. That's fair. 
That's that's kind of mean. Uh, <laughs> Britain Johnson, uh, you're literally named after a country that puts beans on their toast. Ooh, nice. Uh, Spencer Sullivan. Uh, Sullivan is a funny name. It reminds me of Sully from Monsters Inc. Cody Carlock. Wow, imagine locking your keys in your car. That's part of your last name, bro. Come on. Uh, Isaac Jensen. Uh, who has two letters that are the same in their name? Definitely not me. That's true. Except for the duels. You're not supposed to say that. Who has multiple vowels? Oh, there we go. Come on, man. A diphthong in your name? Come <laughs> on. Then we have Mark Stroud. Um, Mark, we love you. But Mark Stroud, more like Mark Proud of being dumb. He's an Alabama fan. We don't need to insult him anymore. Oh, that's right. It, it does it itself. Mark, we love you. You're banned from listening, but also keep listening. <laughs> uh, Davis Larson, you got two last names, bro or girl. Wow. <laughs> Holly Lewis, uh, more like holy because there's so many holes in your argument. Yes, we'd love to hear your argument, but it's got holes in it. Yes. Um, Jacob Call, my brother. <laughs> Frick you! Frick you, dude! You go to Utah State, man! Loser! <laughs> uh, Trevor Daniels, honestly, you're here every week, man. Um, I don't have anything to say about this one. Uh, related to JT Daniels, definitely. Yeah, that's that, an insult. That's that's an insult. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Aldis, your last name I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> Get wrecked, loser. <laughs> Wyatt Collins. I don't know. Why? Why don't you tell me, Wyatt? Why? Why at? Yeah. Why at Collins? Why are you at Collins, huh? Ooh. Fort Collins? Colorado's really good at football this year. Yeah. Just like you're really good at judging BYU versus ECU. <laughs> yeah. To all of you. <laughs> And then also, I will say, there was one who will remain nameless who reached out to me personally that said they would have chosen ECU, but they feared being called out on the podcast. So we will not name you. We know you listen to the show, actually, so shout out to you. We love you. You're, you're number one in our hearts. Uh, you know who you are. Yep. We love you because you chose BYU regardless of every fact and every logical reasoning bone in your body and yes against their heart yeah it takes something like that to do it we do it every week it does literally every week <laughs> um, uh shout out to that guy yeah you know for listening all the way through because there are definitely people on this list that don't even know we have a podcast yeah there absolutely are but shout out to you like if you like our instagram follow it it has been growing in it following. does it's we fun. want to reach 200 followers by the end of the season it's a four-week push we need 30 more followers make sure you're sharing it with your friends at Loyal to Royal Pod. If you haven't followed us yet, make sure you give us a follow and we will love you forever. Yep, it is definitely doable. Um, anything else? Let's uh let's let's finish off here with parting thoughts. Okay. Um I have one. I hate Utah! I hate them! It's sickening to me. I hate the Pac-12 refs! I yes! Hate them! <laughs> a lot of screaming in this episode, I feel like. Um uh is Fox Big Noon Saturday ruining college football? Yes. I, I kind of agree. There's no way that Ohio State-Penn State should be played at noon. I'm sorry. You know what we should do? What should we do? The the numbers. Numbies. The like broadcasting numbers. The broadcasting panel. Like viewership also, kind of stuff? Yes. Yeah. Also ruining college football. Ooh. So what we should do is go back to just not televising games. I like it. It's by radio. Ooh. Or you have to physically attend 
or find it in the newspaper the next day. How about this? What if we swing the opposite direction? Every game, same. It's all free. There's no paying. There's yes. no ad money. That's better. Because then we can actually watch the games. But there's no viewership numbers. Everybody streams it on Twitch. <laughs> what the H is Twitch? <laughs> Dan Orlovsky. That, <laughs> that was, was so funny. That was so good. That was hilarious. But like... Let's just have all college football be free for viewership so that we don't get stupid crap like this where you put the good games on at freaking 10 a.m. That's a better idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, going back, your point would also work. I would just be sad because then I couldn't watch Ohio State games. That's fair. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining <laughs> us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very happy that you listened this far into the episode with us. If you did not comment brown bottom before because you skipped – Make sure you go on our latest Instagram post and comment 20-pound dumbbell out the third-story window. Yes, and whether or not you would like to see it happen. 20-pound dumbbell out the three-story window. This was a lot of fun. We love doing this podcast, and we love this community that we have. We want it to keep growing, so please share the episode with your friends. It's easy. Just go into the podcast platform that you're listening to, click share, copy that link, and send it in a message to your friends or family. Make sure you're downloading the episodes because that's what helps most and leaving your five-star reviews. We love you guys and we'll see you next time. Goodbye now. Happy Halloween.